0: Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Man of God Ministries. It is great to have you back here once again. And as always, I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your audience. So tonight we're going to talk about persecution. Now we can talk a long time about persecution in the Bible and what real persecution is. And I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible for this podcast I know in in this short podcast, I will not do justice to how much we can talk about persecution. So within the next half hour, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Now, we have no idea what persecution is as Christians today. Not a clue. We do not have a clue. We're mocked. We're made fun of a little bit, we get poked fun of, teased, but that's nothing. That is absolutely nothing compared to what they went through, not only in biblical times, but let's go back to World War II. They were destroyed. They were beaten. They were murdered. Towns were wiped off, the face of the earth to be rebuilt again. So we don't have a clue today, as Christians, what persecution is. Yes, we've read it in the Bible, we've seen some movies, and we think we can handle all of that. But I tell you right now, I guarantee you that the large majority of those who call themselves Christians that go to those Babel buildings will not survive. Not because they're caught up. Not because they're raptured. They will fall. Because they're comfortable. They're complacent. They need the things they need. Why will most Christians take the vaccination? Why will most of your false Christians turn on each other? Because... They need the things that they have. They say they don't, but they do. The moment they say they don't need them, but they still have them, proves them to be a liar. If you know you don't need it, then you'll find a way to get rid of it. Whether it be a brand new 2021 truck or vehicle of any kind or a giant $180,000 RV, You do not need those things. In fact, those people will barely be persecuted. Those are secular Christians. I talked a long time ago about secular Jews. But secular Christians, those who are nothing like real Bible-believing Christians, those who truly follow the Word of God, You know, the Roman Catholics always, you know, it's a joke to a lot of Catholics. They got, what, three times a year they show up. I've known Catholics that make fun of other Catholics because, you know, the Christmas Catholics, the Easter Catholics, you know, they come on those days, you know, and then they uh, give their little confessions and they just uh, go from there. Well, same thing in the Protestant church side of things. It's the same thing. But they go a little more frequently. You know, they go Sundays, and, you know, they do their thing, and then they go home, watch the football game, have a few beers. At what point does that qualify you as a born-again Christian? It doesn't. Now, I believe that some were honest and earnest when they tried to live a godly life. And we've talked previously about discipleship. That's because, you know, you, d- you had a few prayers, you came to the altar, but there was no one there after that. Tumbleweeds were blowing through town. And that's a huge problem. But let us try to stay on course, as I often veer off. But your persecution that you think you face now is absolutely Nothing. Absolutely nothing to Wyclef and John uh, uh, Huss or, or any of those guys, Tyndale, none of them. And go back even further, the biblical times people were whipped, beaten, jailed with rats in a cellar. You don't have a clue to what that's about, and neither do I. I have not gone through that persecution. But I know this, for me and my family we are trying to make sure we live on as little as we can. We don't drive brand new vehicles. Yes, we have a mortgage which I wish we didn't. And we're making plans on making sure that disappears. But we, and I as well am guilty, We, over the years, have felt, hey, listen, God has given us some good things, you know, we're doing all right, we go to church, and, you know, that's good, we do some good deeds and good things, and, you know, and, you know, that's great, and, but yet you gave up nothing. What did you truly give up to follow Christ? You still partake in all of the secular activities you did before, which makes you no different. Because a moment too much persecution comes your way, you hide your not today Satan coffee mug or your mouse pad because things are getting too much. And what did Jesus say in Matthew? Chapter 5, verse 10 in Matthew. It's in the King James Bible. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for there is the kingdom of heaven. What is righteousness? Doing what is morally right, true, just, the purity of the heart. What does it say in Luke? Pretty much the same thing. Luke chapter six, verse 22. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. They cast your name. out. See, people start getting accused of things and they don't like it. They get nervous. They get scared. They get worried. And they don't know how to defend themselves. You know, why don't you stop judging and love, man? We're all human, man. See, that talk is from the devil, Satan. That's who creates that talk. Why don't we love, man? We're all the same, man. Love conquers hate. That's my, my favorite one I see. Love conquers hate. Who are you loving? What are you loving? What is is it that you hate? See, I hate sin. God hates sin. So is God incapable of love? You see how that doesn't work? Love conquers hate. You don't truly love. Because if you truly loved over hate, because it's very, by the way, specific on who you want to love over hate. See, if someone's against your lifestyle, as they like to call it, then, then you hate them, and you persecute them for their beliefs. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. There is no compromise. There is no lukewarm. And many people do just that. Compromise. Well, I don't want to offend anyone. You know, I just want to make sure they know, you know, love, man, that the Bible teaches love. It absolutely does. There's no disagreement there. Now I don't have it written down here or ready or pull up on a screen or anything like that, but it comes to mind Revelations three chap- uh, Revelation chapter three verse nineteen. Talks about chastising. As much as he loves, he will chastise. Is love, true love, not pointing out what's wrong? Is love just letting people do whatever sin they want? No matter who it hurts, as long as they're happy. That's not true love. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 14. But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake... Happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. I don't care what the world thinks of me, because there's nothing the world can do to me. It will do what it has to do. It'll give me its scars. It'll, it'll knock me down. It'll, it'll knock me about. It'll do this and that and lose a job. I'm on my way to another job And I tell you I'm going to keep on doing that Because God Opens doors for you If you stay true And just When you fight As hard as you can Not physically To look for And try and be In a place And do something That does not offend God Good things happen. And when I say good things happen, it doesn't mean at all, in no way, that somehow no damage is ever going to come to you. Because we just talked about that. Romans chapter 12, verse 17 through 21. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Let's stop there for one moment. It doesn't say, no matter what. It doesn't matter. Don't leave. Just stay with... Uh, la, 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 la. Yeah, Maybe I shouldn't have done the... Uh, la, 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 la. If it be possible... But sometimes, what also does the Bible say? Dust off your feet and move on. It doesn't say live peaceably with all men and just try to stay there. Move on. Because your peace will not work with them and it's time to move on. The next verse, chapter, uh, I'm sorry, verse 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written... Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Now there are many times that we feel that we should get revenge or uh, get back at someone or somehow set them up or because of what they did to you. Why? They're not important enough. They don't mean enough. The Word of God does. Following Christ does. Living the Bible does. Your family, when I say family, I mean your your children, your husband, your wife. These other people, their iniquities will be dealt with a lot harsher than you ever could. They've already written their end, so to speak. Verse 20, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger... Feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Your kindness will build so much guilt on them. The worst thing people hate is love. What do I mean by that? Some people are driven crazy by the fact that they can't drive you crazy. And no matter what they do, and anger and spite to you, you just keep on smiling. Tell them a blessed day and you're gonna keep on praying for them. That drives them crazy. They have no idea what to do that. Because most people return hate with hate. But don't fall into that trap. Verse 21 Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. As I previously said, it, is, it can be incredibly difficult with dealing with folks like this. They will attack, and they will attack. And the kinder you are, and the more biblical you are, the more the attacks will come. They will keep coming. Now, this next verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 8 and 9. When I read this scripture, I I remind myself each day, almost each day, of the craziness of this world, even though that I know it was supposed to be this way. Verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. So when I read that scripture, and when you read that scripture, or hear it, please realize We are not immune to struggles. We are not immune to persecution. We're not immune to family members turning on us. People are going to come after you in the future harder than you ever imagined. But you will be protected if you are truly saved. See, if you are truly saved, you know that there is nothing to fear as long as you fear God and follow Christ. There is nothing for you to be concerned about. It doesn't mean test God. Oh, I'm going to do this and see if he protects me. Oh, I'm going to do this and see if he protects me. You stay true. You stay righteous and you will be protected no I don't mean you can you'll never get a cold ever again or you may not get the sniffles that is not what I mean things will get to a certain point God will not allow things to happen to you more than you can handle. Now, I say that sentence, and I hear people say that God won't give you more than you can handle. That is not scriptural, and I cannot, at this point, point, I wasn't thinking about this, remember where it was in the Bible. But when I read that, when I read it right there on the pages of the Bible, the Word of God, it does not say that. And people have got to stop saying that God is testing me today. God does not test you. That is a heresy and a lie. That is not scriptural based. Unless you're in the Vatican. The city of sin. Just like Lynn. Alright, that's if you're in Massachusetts. I don't live there anymore, but that's a city. But anyways, I go off base there. God doesn't test you. God allows things to happen in your life, but he can also protect you. If you're not following him and you're doing whatever you want, no, he's not going to protect you. But follow earnestly, truly, and you will be protected. So like World War II and many other times in history, when you talk about persecution, you know nothing. And with that, I will say this, though, I should add. There are countries out there who are being persecuted, who do know, not in America, not in Canada. There are places in in Africa, in the Middle East, China will be murdered. They understand persecution. But you Christians, your women in your pants, along with your husband in his pants, sadly in his skinny jeans, you know nothing of persecution and you better wake up. When I say, like many have for generations, the time is at hand. Time is truly at hand It may not be tomorrow for the world But it may be be for you tomorrow There is no I'll get around to it No, no Surrender now Give yourself to the Lord Thank you for tuning into this podcast I appreciate it I truly do Be vigilant. Be aware. Stay the course. Do not be swayed by man's doctrines. Because that will send you straight to hell. Good night.